Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Irregular Bitches, the midlife podcast for women who find themselves walking uphill through treacle while simultaneously spinning plates on poles and trying in vain to find some pockets of me time inside the whole melee. These days I include pooing in peace as me time. I'm Sarah Kaywood and my gorgeous sidekick is Louise Mitchell, who today we need to be super kind to because the menopausal fog <laughs> has descended. Oh, how are you, baby? <laughs> Well, she's laughing. That's I good. did she was, say. She was crying when I spoke oh. to her earlier. So that's an improvement. I said to you earlier, do not be kind to me because I cannot cope with it in any way, <laughs> shape or form today. Oh, oh, I've gone back to not sleeping again. Oh, oh it's so annoying. But I have got loads going on in my life. So I'm just going to just be nice to myself and not expect too much of myself. And Have you? Oh, God, I yes. hate myself for even suge- making any suggestions because I'm sure you probably... And also, who? it's like you know people saying have you tried this have you tried that it's actually really annoying but I don't struggle too much but when I do when I've got whizzy brain which I think you've got a bit of whizzy brain bit of hormonal brain yeah bit of all the anxiety have you tried sleep casts no I haven't and I should be more open to that kind of stuff shouldn't I I will I will get amongst it when when we finish here today that is a good shout I appreciate your suggestion have have you got airpods they're off being repaired as we speak. Oh, okay, because they're really good to listen to it in bed. So that unless Duncan doesn't mind listening to it as well, um, I put my AirPods in and I get my sleep casts off Headspace. I have the Headspace app, which I think is amazing, and I do their guided meditation. Okay, I think you can you can get Hang them. On. What Matthew McConaughey is on Calm. <gasps> well, there you go. Go to Calm. <laughs> and, yeah, because John Legend is on Headspace and yeah. his sleep cast is rubbish on there. Sorry, John. But I'd much rather See, have... See, Matthew McConaughey's voice. Mm, yes. You and I both listened to okay, Green Lights, on it. didn't we? That was oh, yeah. we did. Mm. I bought the book so I could see the pictures, and <laughs> I listened to him on Audible. <laughs> and both. listen, it's, it's, I the, love it's, him. it's irregular bitches recommends right at the top, but irregular bitches do honestly recommend Green Lights on audio <gasps> book uh, with Matthew McConaughey, um, and oh, he does tell the story do. of the naked bongo playing in that book. He does. He's fabulous. Anyway, Lou, should we get? Should we cut to the chase and cut to the guests? Go for it. I discovered our wonderful guest today because I bought her book after deciding I needed to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol. She has written a fantastic publication called Mindful Drinking, which we irregular bitches feel is perfect for the menopausal boozers amongst us. As some studies suggest that mid-aged women are drinking more than they have historically, even though the effects can be more damaging than when we were younger. But... We don't want to give it up entirely. No. So please welcome to this alcohol special of Irregular Bitches, journalist and writer, Rosamond Dean. <laughs> hey, bitches. There she is. Love it. Thank you're, you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. You're so, I'm such, you're... such a big fan of the podcast. The um, the one with Nadine Baggett about skincare. Oh, oh my God. Love that. I wrote down everything. I bought everything. Ah, I know Vichy I need to go to France she's great so I can get some cheap Vichy yeah Yeah. I'm really chuffed stock up I had no idea you knew who we were (laughs) big fan love the fern love listening to fern this week as well oh yeah she was fab wasn't she Uh, now Ros how how are you because uh, we know that you've been having treatment for breast cancer so how is that particular unpleasant journey well, I'm through the worst of it, which yes. is great oh. news. So it was yeah. last January, January 2021, when I was diagnosed. And I've had all the chemo, mastectomy surgery, radiotherapy, 
Um, and now wow. I'm, I'm still on chemo, but it's, they call it adjuvant chemo. So it's mm-hmm. to reduce the risk of recurrence. Mm-hmm. And it's not as brutal. It's basically pills that you take at home. And it's not right. as brutal okay. as the IV chemo. So it doesn't make your hair fall out. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's manageable. It's totally manageable. So yeah, on the mend. Hopefully. Great news. Are you in remission or headed very quickly there? Or uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Oncologist has used those words with me yet, but I think maybe at the end of this chemo, maybe they'll kind of assess the situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in surgery they think they cut it all out, and mm-hmm. I think they never like to say for sure. No, I know yeah. they don't like to hedge. Yeah. They're hedging their bets, basically, aren't they? But you see, you're, how old are you? Yeah. You seem very young. Forty-one. That is young. So yeah, I was forty. She, she looks very glowy for forty-one. I've got to yeah. say that well, your skin of, looks wonderful. I mean, it's all down to Nadine Baggett. Recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely nothing to so do. So basically, it's all down and to mindful us. drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say it's nothing to do with mindful drinking. So, so this is what happened, Rosamond. I decided that I, I do that thing where I don't necessarily wake up full of self-loathing and or, or paranoid. I don't get the beer fear too much, but I do wake up, I do feel hungover. I lose a day. This is the problem. I mm. lose time. I can't yes. get out of bed. Me too. The productivity goes to the wall and it really annoys me. And I was like, but I don't want to stop enjoying a gin in the sun with my friends or with my husband or a Bloody Mary on a Sunday before Sunday lunch. Those kind of really nice or, you know, a snowball at Christmas. Those sorts of drinks, like, you know, event drinks. I yeah. didn't want to stop doing it. So I, I, I went on Amazon. And I just put moderate drinking books in and yours was about the only one that came up. They are just not writing them. All the (laughs) books about being sober, all the books about being sober, no books about drinking moderately. Yeah. So how did you start, how did you start your journey? Was it because you could see the gap in the market and you wanted to do that yourself? Yes, exactly. Exactly. It was really, I think it was when I had kids, to be honest, and then you realise obviously having children requires a huge amount of patience and it's hard to be patient when you're tired as you always are when you have oh, small yes. kids and if you're hungover it's, it's basically impossible impossible mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and like you say you lose time time becomes such a precious commodity as you get older I think and you do lose time with with drinking um so I wanted to drink less but I didn't like you I didn't want to give up drinking entirely and you're right all the books out there and all the advice out there is quite it's so much about sobriety and I I don't think obviously people that are sober great for them it's very it's very healthy and good if you can do it um but not everybody wants to like people lots of people don't want to give up their you know celebratory glass of champagne Mm -hmm. or and I don't feel like it needs to be black and white, right? Yeah. Why does it have to be black and white? We can sort of manage the grey area, I think. Exactly. And I, I do think this is the trouble with so much of the wellness industry in general, that it's either all or nothing. It's like you're in mm. the gang or you're not. And I think most people's lives aren't like that. Mm. No, they're not at all. Would you say, I have this controversial, uh, well, my husband would say it's controversial, viewpoint that it's easier to stop drinking completely than to drink moderately. Would you agree? Yes, I absolutely agree. Yes, I do not think that's controversial because it's, if you decide to stop drinking completely, it's one decision. And then that's an aspect of your personality. It's just, I don't drink and that's it. Mm. So you've made the decision and that's it. So somebody offers you a drink, you don't think oh how much am I drinking this week what am I going to drink what on what nights am I going to drink like what mm. what, what drink should I choose and mm. you just have one answer which is no I don't drink so mm. I think in lots of ways it is easier if you are going to moderate your drinking you do have to do quite a lot of planning and sort of thinking ahead because preparation is everything because if you're on the spur of the moment somebody at the bar is like what do you want to drink it's just it's it's too easy to be like, oh, I'll just have, you know, glass of wine. Do you know, this is one of my big bugbears because Duncan doesn't drink very often and he'll say himself he's not a good drunk. Mm. But the pressure that he faces when he goes out to join in and to drink, and actually, Sarah, we've had a conversation about that, haven't we, Mm. where it's like the peer pressure to to be sober or or to to not be sober is really, really intense. Is Is that something that you've sort of come across? Absolutely. I mean, that was the biggest thing for me by far. I'm very much 
a social drinker and it was it was so interesting when I was writing the book because I was initially thinking about it from exactly that point of view the kind of peer pressure but and then it was only throughout the process of writing it that I had people say to me what if you're just like in on your own and you can't help knocking back a whole bottle of wine while watching tv and I kind of realized there were all these other reasons that people drink it it is about right like identifying what kind of drinker you are and then you can work out ways to cut down but yeah for me definitely it's that thing of peer pressure and socializing and if you say to me I'll go on it's my birthday then I'm 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 absolutely gonna have a drink I can't yeah find it really hard to say no yeah Yeah. well the other thing with Duncan is that he's not an alcoholic but if you say no I'm not drinking it's all so he'll have a pint a mega pint and then we'll not have any more because that way it's like I'm not an alcoholic I just don't want any more than a pint yeah <sighs> but that's it's, so it's difficult boring. to it's do like, other people's views I mean my Andy would say and I don't know whether I don't know whether women or men are worse but my husband would would he just he likes the taste and he drinks really quickly yeah. and he just he just can't stop after one but he basically gets the take that I think we all do actually and actually to that end Ros once you've got like one of my questions was so let's let's say we're in the perfect environment with our friends on a sunny day we're in a really lovely pub garden and and we are allowed this is one of our days of drinking and we'll get Ros to explain the sort of you know the the minutiae of it a little bit later um, but you have your, I can't remember whether it's two or three drinks. Um, when, and th- but you're like, I really want another one. How do you stop yourself? Because I just think this is where it, I think it's harder to be moderate than, than to abstain completely. What, how do you do it, Ros? Because I have Let's not... Let's have some tips, yes. I've not been able to do it yet. I've not been able. Like, we had a Jubilee party on Sunday and I was like, oh, I'm only going to drink moderately. Uh, cue the next morning at 6 a.m. when I'm throwing up. Because that's what happens oh, now oh, when no. I go. And I was like, oh, I've done it again. And I mix my drinks. But what do you do? Tell me. Fix me. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is exactly the problem with alcohol is that as soon as you have one or two drinks, all of your kind of self-control and self-awareness sort of goes out the window. Right. And, and it's really hard to not keep on drinking. So it is, I would say it is a practice and it is a process and it's a case of working out... Um, what works for you and putting kind of rules in place. So I have, okay. I have rules. I have rules. Okay. Yeah. Oh, these, <laughs> are, the, these, are, these the are your rules. The yes, I, these are your rules that I think are really good. So let, re- remind me of them. So I call it the rule of three, where I don't drink on any more than three days in a week. Mm-hmm. So four, uh-huh. four sober days a week. And, um, and on those days, I have no more than three drinks. Uh, I find it easier to count drinks than units because you like who knows how many units are in a cocktail or a large glass of wine. Mm-hmm. It's it's so mm. it's di- impossible to keep track of. I think mm. so. If I say three drinks, like it might be three martinis, and I'll be absolutely shit faced. <laughs> it might be like you know <laughs> three glasses of wine. But um, yeah, so that's my rule, and I because I have that rule in my mind, I am generally pretty good at sticking to it. But I think the other thing is if you do overdo it and drink way more than you meant to I think it's really about just being a bit kinder to yourself and instead of the next day thinking I failed you know you're a twat I can't do it yeah alcohol is one then just think just think you know I had some fun last night and I can also see it as an opportunity to think what happened last night that made me that was the trigger was it you know, was it because I hadn't like planned properly? Maybe next time I go to that pub, I'll think in advance about what alcohol-free drinks they have. And I might be like, oh, I'll have a kombucha uh-huh. when I first get there. Or, I like you know, kombucha. There are so many nice alcohol... Yeah. It's so nice. It's delicious and it's so good for I've you. I've never heard of it. Have you not? It's, it's like a grown-up drink. Yeah, it's, no. um, it's fermented. <laughs> but it doesn't taste fermented. Yeah. So that's, where okay. the, well, that's where the fizziness okay. comes from. They've got them in M&S. Next time you're in M&S, Lou, yeah. go and get a little kombucha, okay. like kombucha lemonade or something. And they're lovely. Yeah. It's really nice. It's so delicious. Mm. And if you're in like a posh pub, they'll probably have it. Yeah. And I, I think if you, if you find an alcohol-free drink that feels like a nice grown-up drink, mm. then I think that's half the battle. Because pre- in the olden days, you know, in my 20s, if you didn't drink, you had to have like a Coke or yeah. like a tepid orange juice. Like it's pretty yeah. gross. 
felt like you were at the kids' table. Mm. But now I think there are a lot more options. Irregular. Bitches. I don't drink. I'm a social drinker. Mm. I'm a binge drinker. So I won't have one drink. I will have a thousand drinks. (laughs) (laughs) And then I will regret it. And actually, do you know, I get depressed. And I'm going to say for two days afterwards. But what I found myself doing, and I think this is probably very childish, is I'm a mindful drinker because I plan when I'm going to have an enormous night. And I then accept and plan for the two days afterwards that I'm going to be utterly useless to the universe. Now, my children are teenagers. So they're in bed anyway. So, you know, I'm really not on hand to be, you know, looking after small children. But I just, I maybe do that three or four times a year I guess Mm. and the rest of the time I'm not drinking I don't drink at home we're not pub people anymore used to be but not anymore Duncan doesn't drink anymore so it's not a thing and I'm okay with that yeah yeah well I I I do it kind of works for me so I feel like I am mindfully drinking (laughs) 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 just not maybe how you would I mean, I I don't know if you find this. I definitely find this. Once you start drinking a bit less, then you need to drink less. Like you kind of become, oh, yeah. you become a cheap date. You get drunk quite quickly. Yes. That's what I find. So you probably, even if you're getting absolutely hammered, you're probably not drinking as much maybe as you no, would. No, you that, that, is abs- that is absolutely true. But I have, just as an aside, um, started to be able to drink tequila again. And it's been 30 years since I've been able to drink tequila. So now you can find me at the bar doing my tequila shots, well, showing off in front of my friends. Holly Willoughby reckons that you don't get hangovers on tequila. Good tequila. Yeah. That is yeah. very true. Oh, I think any like good vodka. Spirit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That's what go. they say. Clear spirits are meant to be not too bad for hangovers. But yeah. I, I think it's like you say, the emotional effect of like anxiety and sort of low mood. That is bad. Yeah. yeah. And there is, I mean, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to try and explain it and get it all wrong, but there is science about how alcohol affects your dopamine levels and the ways in which it affects your brain. And it is, mm. you know, it does literally, because you think of alcohol as a stress reliever and something to kind of buoy you up. And mm. it can be in the moment. But yeah, ultimately, the dip is lower than it would have been had you not drunk so much did you research all of that when you were writing the book like the like i i always call them the booze blues the booze blues yeah booze yes blues. that's yeah. a good term for it yeah absolutely and it's you i mean you don't want to kind of say to people oh if you drink you're going to be depressed and blah 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 and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm. you don't want to list all because it's just you know it's just miserable listening to that and i don't really mm. think it changes people's behavior because everyone knows that alcohol is not good like nobody thinks it's a health drink so, <laughs> so but I think if you kind of if you sort of turn it around and think about the positive ways in which drinking less impacts your life then I find that a bit more helpful so in the book I try to say you know you have better skin you have more energy you know better concentration fewer regrets more extra disposable income less anxiety <gasps> yeah Better sleep, weight loss, obviously, if that's what uh-huh. you want. Stronger immune system, reduced risk of cancer, which is fucking ironic in my case. Oh, that is ironic, Ross. <laughs> oh, babe! <laughs> you must yeah. have thought, hang on a minute. Cancer, <laughs> cancer tends not to discriminate, though, and it? it's a bit of a wanker like that, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's yeah. you! Big lottery finger if cancer comes in, fucker. Um, yeah. Did you, Ross, exactly. did you, because I can't imagine you. Having a, I mean, I know you didn't have a drink problem, but I can't imagine you, I can't imagine you being anything other than a mindful drinker. So did oh you have, goodness. did oh, you yes. have Describe like, a, yourself. yeah, what was your rock bottom moment where you were like, right, yeah. something's got to give. I would say I probably didn't have one rock bottom moment, but I was a big drinker. I mean, mm. I was a teenager in the nineties mm-hmm. and in my sort of, you know, in my first job in the noughties and it was very much... Like, I think culturally things have changed since then. There are more alcohol-free options, more people don't drink. But um, then everybody drank, literally everybody drank. And I had wine with every meal and would have like a couple of big nights a week, I would say. And I didn't think anything of it. Like, it was just completely normal. So, I, I mean, to be honest, 
I said earlier that it was having kids that huh. that what made me want to change my drinking, and in a way it was, but it was also vanity because mm. you know when you get in, you get into your thirties, and it, well, when you're in your twenties, you can just wake up hungover, put on loads of eyeliner, and basically look great. Let's face it, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then as you get a bit older, it's like, oh, hang on, I'm looking a bit. My eyes are a bit baggy now, looking a bit jowly. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have that kind of boozy. You know, when someone's a heavy drinker and their skin is like all sort of ruddy. Yeah. Like, I, it was a vanity as well as um, any, any you know, higher aspirations about being a better mother. I always <laughs> do dry January. And every yeah. year without fail, after about two weeks, people start saying, Yo, you look really well. What are you doing? <laughs> you look, honestly, you're glowing. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck off. Off you fuck. <laughs> Fucking not drinking. That's what it is. So, yeah. not, I mean, and okay, in the interest of complete transparency, Rosamond, because I... Oh, here we go. She's going to lay go. something on us. She's here had a couple go. of tequilas already. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a whiskey. I've had a tot in my tea. Uh, no, I read the book and I read it in... In fact, I left it at a posh hotel near here. Me and my husband went for a date night and I left it. And when oh, I told Andy nice. I'd left it, he was like, oh, that's a bit embarrassing. I was like, it's not for alcoholics. It's basically like for healthy relationship with alcohol. So I went and fetched it because I was halfway through and I was really enjoying it. And then I did my September off. I was very good. Did 20, I think I did 28 days. So I did the four very weeks you recommend. Very good. And then I almost immediately went back to drinking how I was before. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what like- have I done? Is that common? Please tell me I'm not alone. Yes, that's incredibly common. And there is, uh, I have a friend who calls February wet February. (laughs) (laughs) Love that friend. That's funny. So everyone's off the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it is, it is incredibly common and it is, I mean, it's so boring, but it is a case of bringing awareness to the situation and working out what your triggers are and why it happens and then Mm. planning ahead and putting rules in place and this is why like you said it is almost easier to not drink at all because Uh it's just one decision yeah yeah what would you say is is the easiest thing that we can do to help ourselves so is it the planning ahead is it so it should i should i because what i didn't probably do was like get my diary open look at what social functions i had i know you don't think you know you don't drink on consecutive days which i think is really good otherwise you'd save your drinking days for thursday friday and saturday or saturday yeah you know yeah absolutely or saturday sunday no friday saturday Saturday, friday saturday sunday yeah days of the week anymore that'll me brain um so is it planning on which those which of those social engagements you're going to drink and then having it in stone and then yeah exactly so i kind of think oh i'm like i'm going out with some friends tomorrow so tonight i won't have a glass of wine with my dinner because it's Mm. because then that will be two consecutive days so Mm. it is a case of kind of always thinking about it but also like i said earlier like going a bit easy on yourself don't I think it is if you aim for progress over perfection that is much better <gasps> I love that um did you fall off the wagon at all have, have you do you still occasionally or is it yes. now because I think it's habit isn't it like once something becomes a habit like meditating or running or yeah you know whatever yeah and I've had times in my life where I've not drunk at all like pregnancy and mm. also when I was in chemo I just couldn't I just couldn't like it. T- everything tasted weird. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, couldn't face it. And um, and during those times, I always think, oh, when this is over, maybe I'll just carry on not drinking and I'll be a mega healthy, sober person. And then, yeah, the first night you have out with your friends, you're like, I can drink again. And then, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of have to pedal it back and be like, okay, so I overdid it then. So this is how I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do in the future. Irregular bitches. I do fall off the wagon. Mm. still now and um and I think when you do it is just a case of not being like right that's it I can't do it and just giving up it is you know you should use it as an opportunity to see to identify the reasons why you drink and in my case definitely social reasons I do think during the pandemic during lockdowns people went one of two ways social Mm. drinkers like me were able to kind of not drink like I was basically sober during the during Mm, lockdown And then people that, you know, struggle, maybe they drink for reasons like boredom, Mm -hmm. uh, loneliness, stress and anxiety are big reasons. There was obviously lots of that during the lockdowns. And those Mm -hmm. people drank more, more than ever. There there were lots of drinking problems reported after lockdowns, weren't there? Yeah, we were necking wine. Everyone's different. 
I think also the thing about lockdown was it started, do you remember, it started on March the 23rd. It was a beautiful, the weather was gorgeous for about three it weeks. It was. And it felt like we were on holiday. It was like, oh, it's beer o'clock, it's noon. <laughs> Let's go sit by the pool and have a pina colada. Oh, shit, we're at home. <laughs> it was that sort of vibe though wasn't it that was for us that was for us boozers over here Rosamond you were sitting at home going I think I'll just clear out the garage and have a mineral water <laughs> yeah I mean during that bit when we were homeschooling it was like oh. you know, try, trying to do your day job around it I was like getting up really early to work before the kids were awake and no, like, oh. horrendous I know oh, just Rosamond. PTSD thinking back yeah, to it I would, yeah. you know what that is such a triggering memory it really yeah. is let's never go back there let's always wash our hands and sing happy birthday twice hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Irregular bitches. Now, I know you're a bit younger than us, but have you menopausal friends? You must have. Yes, yeah, definitely have menopausal friends. And also chemo, as I haven't had a period since last January when I started. So I think I'm in, yeah, I think I'm in menopause. menopause. I think I'm in menopause proper. Have you? So you've stopped your periods, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the oncologist said they still might come back, but I'm Mm. very much at my age, I'm very much on the cusp of chemo will end them forever or they might come back. So they might Mm. come back, but I... I don't know. They sort of said at this point, if they haven't come back, then I think I have to accept I'm a menopausal. You're an irregular bitch, babe. <laughs> I'm a, an irregular bitch. bitch. We knew that. We knew that immediately. <laughs> irregular and proud. Do you yeah. feel okay about that? Yeah, I, I do. You know, I've, uh, uh, yeah, I feel fine. I mean, periods just massive fucking inconvenience. Oh, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> Quite happy to not have them. Yeah. So, yeah. And and in a way it was like short, sharp shock of like chemo kind of just ending it. There was no mm. kind of drawn out process of um you know, I didn't I guess I, Will didn't I won't really I? have the perimenopause. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, cut just to the gone. chase. Mm. Well, let me just be at like a harbinger of doom I think is what it is okay. oh and no just, don't do oh, it well no I'm just <laughs> so this is what I was going to ask you about your menopausal friends how have they talked about how alcohol has impacted on them now because I have noticed so I used so I used to be I used the term used to be I used to be phobic about throwing up I used to be quite emitophobic I, I am not anymore because I am sick quite a lot now because I can't, the next day after, it's mainly the morning after, so I'll wake up about six in the morning after a skimful, and I get up, and I don't throw anything up, but I will go and hit dry heave over the sink. This has never happened in my life before. And if it happened, first time it happened was about a year ago, a catas- actually I was sick while I was drunk that night, catastrophically yeah. shit-faced, threw up down myself twice, completely, luckily I think I'd got home before I sort of hit the shame, the shame bit of puking down myself, so Andy was the only uh, witness to it. And I was like, something's changed, I never used to be like this. And mm. um, so, and when I mentioned to um, Kate Thornton actually, who's who we're hoping to have on the show another time, and she mentioned that a lot of her friends are struggling with alcohol and menopause as well so did you do any research into that have you got friends that are saying the same thing and let me just warn you a tiny bit it might happen yes yeah I, I absolutely do have friends that are saying the same thing and mm. that I have so many friends who say I just can't drink anymore like I like I used to be able to mm. I do think your tolerance goes down as you get older and um although I've always been a a person that throws up after after two. Oh, but really? I, I think I think I'm quite lucky. In, well, I mean, lucky in the way that it always happens on the night. Like, there's a turning point where I'm like, oh, I'm being queasy now, and I and I sort of know that I have it. to stop, or else I'll 
yeah chanda and it's yeah but it's always on the night it's never the morning the next day i think that must be so much worse being hung over and having the uh, uh, well i've got something to admit at this point what's that oh uh oh so my confession is i throw up in my sleep <gasps> that's I so know. dangerous i was gonna so say dangerous. that's dangerous i know are you actually asleep when you throw up yes and <gasps> then i wake up to find my face in fact the last time it happened it wasn't that long ago and i said luckily duncan had his back to me and i said darling i need you to go into the spare room and he went no you go in the spare room and then he turned around and went okay <laughs> and i just wake up in a wake up in a Was that when we oh. went out? The first, One of the first times we ever went out, was that it then? Was, it was, it was. Wow, well, you know what, we, were, we, got, messy. we got so shit-faced, Rosamond. I got my Nutribullet out and we were making my margaritas with my Nutribullet. <laughs> that was before we went out. Then we had about three bottles of wine with dinner. There were others of us. And then, guess what we did? This is what will have made us all ill, because I threw a whitey and had to leave. We were smoking fags. Ah. Oh, see, now I didn't. I didn't. So I gave up smoking about four and a half years ago. And I can't. I cannot. Cannot. But I was. And it just makes me feel absolutely awful. But um, but apparently. There is an enzyme. I don't know. Catelyn Moran goes into it in more than a, in her book, More Than a Woman. She says, uh, and I can't remember. She doesn't name it, but she just says that we lose. Basically, we lose um, the enzyme that helps us break down That's the toxins in alcohol. I don't know wine what in particular. Yeah, we become less tolerant to wine, hence why I drink vodka and tequila. That's my solution. <laughs> Bastard enzymes. <laughs> I'm so childish. <laughs> That's exactly what a Nutribullet was designed for, I think. Exactly right. <laughs> Irregular bitches. Once you know that your tolerance is not what it used to be and it's only going to make you vom, then, you know, you have to kind of use that as, as an incentive to really enjoy the drinks you have and just yes. fewer yes. of them. I need to put Ros in my day. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. I think we can have a few really, really nice drinks over the yeah. course of a lunch. Yeah. You need the, to be with a friend who's chat, on maybe, board. Actually, maybe, maybe you need to come with us. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get Ros along. Come, come. She's in London anyway. She went to Grazia. <laughs> you can come and join us. <laughs> I'm so fun on a night out. I'm like, okay, everyone, let's quit while we're ahead, shall we? How many drinks have we all had? How many that's, drinks have you had, Lou? That's what we need. So, and to that <laughs> end... Is. To that end, next question. Um, do you... Oh, so who's, does somebody need someone? I've got somebody. I think it's the guys walking the dogs. Hang on two seconds. Okay, go get Hiya. your dogs. We could, it's all right. This is what, this is what oh, Andy's okay, for. Sorry, us. I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just recording a podcast. <laughs> Very oh, good. that's lovely. Little dog, little dog walker. Oh. So, Roz, do you get bored when you're at parties and you're kind of gently merry and everyone else is shit-faced? Are you just like, oh, this is dull now. I'm going to go home. I don't because... I think because, like we were saying, my tolerance has reduced to the level where I have three drinks and I am as shit-faced as the person that's had 15 drinks. That's so good. <laughs> but do you well, have a hangover on yeah. those three drinks? Because that would be annoying. Yeah, I think it depends what you drink. I definitely right. get a hangover with wine. I think yeah, wine yeah. is like the worst. Wine is the hangover. thing. That's what everybody is saying. They, they. I've given up wine. You can't tolerate it anymore. Yeah. No, I did have some. I did have some rosé at the weekend. <laughs> I'm already lying. <laughs> I do I, like a nice. I had a rose. glass of rosé yesterday. Yeah. Well, no, when I do like a nice rosé. I think when the sun Sorry. comes out, it's yeah. When it's a sunny day, it's so nice to have a glass of rosé. Right. And I actually had a glass of rosé at lunchtime yesterday and then had a nap in the afternoon. Oh, oh best day. Like your nan. I know. Oh, yes, but you're, yeah, but you're healing. You're allowed to. You just put you just go, I'm healing. Yeah, I need true. My body needs to sleep. Irregular um, bitches. Uh, did, you get support, <laughs> did you get support from your friends and family? And what do you do about the ones that go, oh, you're so boring now? Because I have yeah, a lot of yeah, those. Yeah. I have a lot of those. Yes. Oh. I know. What do I do? I mean, I, I, so I think it's a case of knowing who you're going out with because I do have friends who, if I met them for dinner and I said, I'm not going to drink tonight, they'd be like, great, me too. I'm also, yeah, let's, do, let's, let's have dinner okay. and not drink. Have fun. Like they would be up for doing mm. that. And I have other friends who'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Don't, exactly. don't give me your mind for drinking bullshit. Just have a glass of wine and shut up. <laughs> I, def- I definitely have those friends. I can hear it though. I can absolutely hear it. So with that, I, I mean, I definitely have friends who would not think I'm a mindful drinker because I go out with them 
and we get a bottle of wine and they kind of drink most of it without realising. Mm. So ah. I definitely have friends who are like, oh, Rosman, she drinks loads, but it's, they don't realise that I'm they not haven't clocked drinking it. as much. Mm. Yeah, you can do kind of Bear, stealth, yeah. stealth uh, mindful drinking, stealth sobriety. I tell you what, yeah, no, no Secco is my friend. Yes. Is it nice? I don't like Prosecco. Is it, so is it nice? Schlur. It's all right. It's like Schlur. It's like fizzy Schlur. But it's fine. It's nice. It's quite quaffable. That's the only thing because you, you look like you're necking it because it's like, yeah. you know, it's just nice, fruity, fizzy stuff. But if you've yeah. got it in a Prosecco glass, it looks like you're drinking Prosecco and people leave you alone. And actually, even the bottle... I, I, it would if somebody poured themselves a glass of it, they would go back to the bottle and go, "What the fuck is this?" But uh-huh. if they thought they were drinking real prosecco, but you know, if they just saw you pouring from it at a party, they wouldn't think that you weren't drinking. I had a friend who gave up yeah. drinking for about six or seven months, and I didn't even notice because she was drinking no secco quite a lot of the time. And she, or the other thing That's that okay. I do is nurse one or two glasses and just sip them really slowly. Yeah, I do that too. Some people can't do it. If it's in their glass, they can't help Mm. necking it. But yeah, I do that too. But actually, the other, I say the other night, it was a few weeks ago, went out for Mm. dinner with my husband. We went to uh, Lena Stores for a nice bit of pasta. Mm -hmm. And on the menu, they had an alcohol-free section. And I had a no-groni. And he ordered a negroni. And they sort of put them both down, but didn't really... They just kind of put them down and then left. And we were like, oh, which one's which? And we tried them both. And it was actually really hard to tell. They really? they both tasted That's like a cool. Negroni. Yeah. It was a bit, I, I, I think we, you know, you sort of can tell after a couple of sips which yeah. one's boozy. Yeah. But it, it was like there really wasn't much in it. And they looked exactly the same. So anybody with you, so if you were the group of friends, they wouldn't necessarily yeah. be able to tell that you no. weren't drinking. Mm. Exactly, exactly. And also, once you have like a nice drink like that, that's the joy of an alcohol-free cocktail. It's almost psychologically, you almost feel a bit drunk because you're just kind of, it's like the fizz and the excitement of having a nice yeah, drink yeah. and mm. being out with friends. There are so many different elements to feeling drunk and it's not all just about the drink, I think. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. I can, I've, I've and there's said, nothing like waking up. There's nothing like waking up the next day when all your mates are yeah, hanging. Oh my god! Morning. The smugness. <laughs> I love it. Huge amounts of smugness. But you have to keep <laughs> it to yourself mind. because you don't want to make yourself no. even more hateful than you already are for not having a hangover. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> end up with no friends it's so true oh actually that reminds me so and i i just think rosamond this is me trying to talk myself out like talk talk myself into forgiving myself for the old big night because the other day we had the jubilee street party and um we we got chatting with some neighbors on our drive and we were like oh, I th- we've just painted our bathroom black we were like come and have a look at it it actually looks amazing and they came in and then they ended up staying for a drink and it was getting quite late by now now the mindful drinking part of me would have gone to bed, I think, probably by this point. But as it was, these people stayed up. That We've now become really quite good friends with them. And actually, um, one of them has become, uh, she's become a customer of my, my network marketing side hustle. <laughs> Which, obviously, I probably wouldn't have been brave enough. I didn't force it upon her. I just sort of shared the love, as you do. Um, and that wouldn't have happened. And I was like, well, that would have been a missed opportunity. But am I just quantifying the fact that, I got drunk that night. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can still hang out and have fun with your friends without getting absolutely hammered. Like they could have, they could have stayed and had a drink, and you could have had a alcohol-free drink. Or yeah. also, that could just be a night where you drink more than you intended to, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I was. I think it is morning, all about. So I did probably <laughs> overdo it. That was when, that was the other morning, and I mentioned before delicious right okay yeah. so that's good so i'm gonna sort of i'm gonna forgive myself for that but actually yeah maybe definitely maybe maybe i could have just substituted a couple of, i don't think i say i didn't drink that much i probably did i mixed which is i think fatal mm. yeah yes. yeah we did ha- we had a party in january which was our it was our 10th wedding anniversary and also it's kind of delayed 40th birthday party for for both of us because our 40th were in lockdown so we couldn't mm-hmm. have a party and um and yeah so we had a big party and it was kind of just after christmas and everyone had been kind of staying in before christmas they didn't you know give their granny covid or whatever yeah and um 
and everyone was just really really up for a party so we had this big party and then people came back to our house afterwards and I remember I remember saying to Jonathan it's about 2am and I was like okay I'm so tired I've I'm gonna go to bed now have you got this and he was like I absolutely have not got this. You can't, you can't go to bed. No. <laughs> Our house is full of people. And I was like, right. And, we, oh. and then obviously we were both so drunk, we were having this conversation a bit louder than we thought. And a friend of mine came over and was like, would you like me to help you get people to leave? And I was like, yes. That's yes, a friend. Yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> she was just like, okay, everyone, time to go. <laughs> That's I amazing. That. That's I love that. I love the Get fact. Get out. I love the fact that, that, that Jonathan says, I have absolutely not got this. Because oh Andy God. would just go, yeah, of course I've got this. And I'd wake up the he next would. morning at eight. And they said the house would still be full of people. <laughs> I think that's probably what he was thinking. He was probably like, if she goes to bed now, then no one's going to leave. Because <laughs> I'm normally the one that's like, okay, everyone, party's oh. over. I start sweeping up around people, clearing up. That don't you do that? It's so <laughs> passive aggressive. But I just start put stuff up. in the dishwasher. Have you finished with that? Are you yeah. j- taking getting the half empty cans and pouring them down the sink? I'm like that. Someone's where is where is the party animal? Me would go mine sweeping. The new, slightly new version yeah. just goes and starts pouring drinks down the sink. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Irregular bitches. So. I've had a bit of an epiphany then on this podcast because I was expecting you to come on. I, I was expecting you. I knew you'd be lovely, but I wasn't expecting you to be quite so brilliantly fun and like, yeah, it's fine oh. if you have the odd night. So you're basically, I'm I'm not going to do it all the time, but what I was, I was reading Mindful Drinking and thinking, I must never get drunk again. That's what I was mm. reading it as. That's, that's the thing. And I think those nevers are... are like I think they're scary and overwhelming and yeah. also quite difficult to do. Yeah. Well, and I I have a bit of an argument with dry January as well because it does lead to wet February. That's that whole mm. feast or famine thing, and and I would just prefer just mm. to be a bit gentler. You need yeah. to read the book, yeah, because you have to take a Ros yeah. recommends you take a month off. Because I, I do find when I take a month off in dry January, I don't then jive to the bottom of a bottle of Pinot Grigio. I do tend to be slightly more measured. I know that's not for everybody, but I, do, I am more measured. So I am going to try again and, and, and put those plans in place and start sampling some alcohol-free drinks in pubs and find what the best... I do love an alcohol, alcohol-free beer, so I'm going to do what Ros You can do... Yeah. Um, Says you can do um, an irregular bitches recommends for a non-alcoholic drink. Oh, well, yes. and also, yeah, good idea. can we can we right now do an irregular bitches recommends? Go and buy mindful drinking by Rosamond Dean right now. Oh yes, go 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 on. You know, buy with one Definitely. click. Definitely, go and do it right now. Yeah. Just do it right now. Honestly, I cannot begin to tell you, Rosamond, how chuffed. I said to Lou, I went, I think we should do an alcohol special. I've just read this book and it's been quite revelatory. Revelationary, revel, well, that word. Um, oh, and it's been, I think you were right the first time. Was I? Um, and I said, and I oh, think we're all drinking too good. much. And this woman speaks sense. And then found you on Instagram, and I was like, should I just ask her? Should I come on? And you said yes, and it was literally like a dream come true. I felt so lucky Aww. to be able to access you so easily. And I oh. said to Lou, Rosamond said yes, and she was like, oh my god, that's amazing. So thank you. We really. Well, it's just so it's it. so relevant to us. Mm. It really is. You know, we're not we're struggling with hangovers. It's it's perfect. For yeah, I know. It's just not good like, to yeah. drink to excess. And I think we you see, like you touched on earlier with your, I bet your first job was in print media, wasn't it? In the noughties? It was. It was. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I worked boozy. at Marie Claire magazine. Oh, yeah, with boozy. Kate Thornton. Uh, with there we go. Brilliant. So, and it was, I just, I mean, Brilliant. I was, I knew a lot of print magazine journalists in the 90s and noughties and it was just, well, you've only got to, if anybody wants. They can drink. Anyone, yeah, well, James Brown, who used to edit Loaded, uh, he's got a book out at the moment that will probably make your hair curl. <laughs> and your toes curl. <laughs> and everything else curl. Oh, yes. honestly, if, yeah. terrifying. Anyone terrifying. who knows journalists, yeah, journalists famously yeah. enjoy a free bar and they often have access to a lot of free bars and it, absolutely yeah. at all the do's um a, and rosamond yeah. where are you working because are you the edit your um contributing editor of grazia at the moment yes yes yeah, so i am a contributing editor for grazia but i'm mostly freelance so i do you know i write for lots of other people that's as well cool though so 
Yeah, I just I did want to um just say about the month oh. off thing. Yes. Oh I yes. think a month off drinking, I think it can be really good in terms of first of all, just seeing that you can. Like mm-hmm. seeing that you actually can do it, can stop drinking for a month. And also it sort of resets your tolerance, which I think is a good thing. But like you say, I think you really have to have a plan for kind of re-entering the world of drinking or else it's too easy to be like, yeah, like school's out, party time. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's so easy to slide back into that. So it is, it is about kind of having a plan and having those, having those, like if you have those rules in place, it sounds really boring to have rules, but I do think if you're just like vaguely aware of them, they're really, really helpful. And another one of mine is um, don't, don't drink, don't use alcohol to deal with negative emotions. So if I'm feeling like stressed or upset or angry and I feel like, oh, I just want a drink, I tr- I try not to drink in those situations. So drinking that, for me now is like a celebratory That is thing. so interesting because that's what I used to do with smoking. Really? Yes. Any emotion, didn't matter, happy, sad, bored, everything in between. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll have a cigarette. I oh, don't I'll have a cigarette. And my- I sat in the middle of that. Yeah. It was like I'm sitting in the middle of every single emotion and not smoking. And it is the thing that helped me yeah. get back. And I yeah. hope I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but I think my husband would definitely that will resonate with him because if he has a bad day, uh, he will j- literally go, "Oh fuck it, I'm having a beer," you know. And yeah. I just think you have to find other ways of self soothing yourself. Like, so I ch- I mean I have tried herbal teas; they don't quite cut it for me. I'm afraid um, <laughs> a hot bath. I do yeah. like, a, a, and time alone, like just leave me alone now the kids are a bit older. Mm. A hot bath, close the door, take a magazine in. Sometimes a really nice cup of tea will do the job. But I've, I, I used to be and can be the same, Ros. So I do try and, yeah. I, I, I try not to let that trigger me. If you have, you can prove to yourself. Yeah, you can prove to yourself mm. that you don't need to drink by, yeah. by actually doing it. And if you have a nice alcohol-free drink that you like and you have it at home, sometimes that whole thing of that like you know of opening a fizzy mm. bottle and like pouring it over yeah. ice sometimes it almost like mimics the enjoyment of oh, having it does, an yeah. drink it's all it the, almost um, does the same job that ritual of getting a, a, a gin glass and putting ice in it and yeah. a slice of cucumber and then you'll pretend gordons which i've got in the fridge downstairs and topping it up with a nice artisan tonic and i just oh my god i fancy a non-alcoholic gin just talking about it you know, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it can really help, I think, because it is almost like a gin and tonic. And I think that thing of drinking to deal with feelings, it is hard at first having to mm. feel all of your feelings because you're, uh-huh. you're not numbing them with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think if, you, if you're if you kind of aware of it and you're like, okay, this is really hard, but I know that I'm feeling all of my feelings and ultimately uh-huh. it's, it's mm-hmm. good. You If you're able to work through it, then it really does pay off because then the next day... You know, if you drink to numb a feeling, the next day you have the same feeling plus a hangover. So it's yeah. not really doing you any favours. Um, True that. So just... Oh, this has been brilliant. I know, it's amazing. Rosamond, Irregular Bitches recommends, do you have a non-alcoholic sort of seed lippy style thing that you would recommend to the Irregular Bitches? One of your um, favourites? Oh, or that no, that really no grown love. No, yeah, a no-groany is delicious. Yeah, I like a no-hito and a no-groany and an alcohol-free, alcohol-free cocktail. Um, but yeah, there's a drink called Shrub, which I really love, which is Shrub without the U, so it's S-H-R-B. And apparently Shrub with a U is a kind of ancient drink that they used to drink in, um, you know, like during Prohibition and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's made from vinegar, which sounds disgusting, but it's it's not, it's kind of... You're not selling it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically some fizzy vinegar. It's basically a glass of fizzy vinegar. Come on, everybody, let's stop <laughs> drinking. Drink shrub. Yeah! You're all right, love, thanks. <laughs> so much nicer than it sounds, honestly. Um, I highly recommend it. Rosamond is recommending we'll it. We'll look I'm into it. We'll have a look. definitely going to go and try it. Um, Rosamond oh, I'm is- down. Is there more for the mindful drinking journey for you? I feel like, I don't know if you've done this, please excuse me if you haven't. I feel like we need a place, like a Facebook group for all the people that have read it that want to help each other out and give each other a, some, you know, oh, some help along the way. That's a sweet idea. Please. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have <laughs> I have recently launched a newsletter through Substack. Uh, yes, I've already well, subscribed. Well, well, well. I've and subscribed. Oh, Thank you very much. So yeah, if you subscribe to that, then I'm hopefully going to build a bit of a community on there. Because I do think, I'm so 
having having been through this mindful drinking journey and been through cancer treatment i'm kind mm-hmm. of fascinated with all aspects of wellness and how to do it in a way which is not so um all or nothing oh god and you're I think, so us like the more, just us. it's like small i think it's about small gains like little things making one healthy choice kind of leads to another one so if you mm-hmm. if you don't overdrink and you're not hung over the next day you're more likely to eat well or you know look after your True. skin better or maybe mm. maybe get to that pilates class or whatever it is i think each little step in the right direction helps it's like a what's the word where it's sort of a cruise like a oh, sort of the compound effect. effect isn't it the compound yes effect. the compound effect i love that that's book. what i was looking for the compound effect is amazing <laughs> and it does work as well right so i've got I'm, I'm i'm subscribed to well 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 i bought your coffee as well oh thank you thank you very much <laughs> i love that you can do that because obviously these things actually do cost don't they we should we should start doing that yeah so we can get people to buy us a coffee to listen to a regular bit yeah you should <laughs> buy your kombucha buy your fizzy yes. vinegar <laughs> absolutely yeah, um, guys if you don't know what we're talking about it's k-o-f-i and i think it's just it's just a very small donation towards people's costs for putting this free content out essentially um and we are so grateful rosamond because you really are the absolute message that we want to put across is that it's okay in mid-age to do to do a little bit of what you fancy to have a little bit of what you fancy and nobody wants to exercise every day go teetotal eat green smooth drink green smoothies you know so you're very much very much us and we're very grateful for you coming that's about all we've got time for this week but massive thanks to Rosamond for coming on and talking to us about booze and how we can all learn to drink more moderately you are amazing thanks also to my better half Andy Mary for producing and editing our little podcast and to Choposaurus for our theme music and finally to Lou the artisan tonic to my small batch made non-alcoholic gin oh, <laughs> if, good one. if you've enjoyed this episode please do subscribe and leave us a lovely review and tell all your friends about us too share far and wide with in. But for now, last word to Louise. Stay cool, bitches. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 